Throwback Thursday, and today we're again joined by Canada sports legend Scott MacArthur as we get into some John Schneider talk, plus some Vladdy talk. Also, Blue Jays fan UK Steve Hunter back for our final segment today as we talk some Throwback Thursday Toronto Blue Jays stories. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Locked On Blue Jays is your daily Toronto Blue Jay podcast. New episode Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday each week. Your boy putting in work to try to create some edutaining content for you. Edutaining, you know, some educational and some entertaining. You bring those together. Edutaining, right? And, of course, Locked On Blue Jays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a reminder that this season, all the Blue Jay action is available on SiriusXM. If you're taking in today's episode on the Locked On Blue Jay YouTube page, want to say hello, want to thank you for that. Please hit that like, drop that comment, hit that subscribe. I recently seen a few uh, new subscribers. I wanted to shout out Cam Jenkins and Beers and Leafs. Welcome, welcome. Hit Thanks for hitting that subscribe. Everydayers, making the Locked On Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day, whether that's Apple, Spotify, ho- however you're taking in your podcasts. I see you doing that. I appreciate you doing that. I thank you for doing that. Hello to you as well today, of course, right, on this Throwback Thursday. Now, former Sportsnet and Fan 590 host Scott MacArthur back today for the first two segments then a Throwback Thursday segment to end the show with Blue Jay Fan UK. Let's get into it. I, I want to get your take on this for sure. But the the John Schneider as, as the manager, at, at the very least, Scott, I will always have a problem. The Blue Jays could win the next three World Series. John Schneider could be amazing. I will always have a problem with the process. The Blue Jays extended Schneider. They didn't even wait till the World Series was over. So by rule, you couldn't even talk to everybody that that could have been available. And how many times, in, and Scott, you're familiar with all kinds of sports. We see this in all kinds of sports where even if teams have an idea of who they want to hire, they bring in a bunch of people, especially some veteran people, to get some ideas from them, to do some learning about you know how outside people see the organization, things like that. None of that took place. You You'd have to back up and even show me. Well, well, then, Craig, you know, they must have really wanted Schneider to be their guy. You'd have to back up and show me what did Schneider show in 2022 that showed that he, you know, he needed to be their guy. So at the very least, Scott, even if you could convince me that, no, no, John Schneider is the right guy for this team. At the very least, Scott MacArthur, I've got a problem with the process. Where are you on that? Have you listened to me talk before, Craig, or are you Many coming times. into this blind Many times, many are times. You but I, to, are I, you trying to wind up the Jack in the Box? Because no, I, I think yeah. I think you think you know where I'll take this, and I think you want me to go there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm getting. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, happy to go there. I'm getting a you warning. Just uh, to, you just need to ship me some granola bars because we're going to be here in three weeks, still talking, and I'm going to be hungry by that point. I'll be a hollowed out shell of myself. Um, well, I just got a notification that says my battery's dying, so I'm plugging in my laptop right now because I know this is about to be a doozy. I know this is about well, to be good. So, but I want it on the but record. I mean, here. look, look. Is John Schneider a, a good or a not good big league manager? Y- you decide. I, I, I think I think John Schneider has toiled for a very long time in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. and I think it's good for people to get opportunities, and. Anybody who cheers for the Blue Jays and wants our hometown team to do well wants John Schneider to do well because it means his team is doing well. I think what John Schneider does well that is not reflected on the field is something that neither John Gibbons, because John Gibbons has no time for bullshit, 
nor Charlie Montoyo did well, which is manage his boss's insecurities. Wow. And Ross Atkins is a supremely insecure human being. So there is a lot of stuff that lands on the manager's desk from the higher ups. And I'm talking data and and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but I'm also talking about managing Ross Atkins. And so if John Schneider is the guy who can simultaneously manage up to allay his boss's insecurities while maintaining the respect of his clubhouse, that part of John Schneider's job, I would argue, as silly as it may sound, is as important as anything else he does. Wow. Charlie Montoyo by the end with Ross Atkins, no time for it. And, you know, I I obviously have uh, contacts and and people that I would like to consider my friends from, from the time that I covered the team uh, who did experience the early days of the Shapiro-Atkins regime. And these are people who have gone on to do other things in the game. So no, they're not bitter ex-employees. They're not on the outside looking in, just right. screaming into the void. These are people who are doing other things now. And and I, I don't want to get back in, Craig. I don't need access to this front office. I don't care anymore. So I'm just going to I'm just going to say what I've said it on my exit philosophy podcast with Rich Griffin. I've said it elsewhere. I'll say it to you now. You hear a ton about culture. You hear a ton about values. You hear a ton about collaboration and process and all of these buzzwords that you can imagine just get everybody in a boardroom so excited because they tick every HR and PR box. (laughs) Culture and values, wherever it is you work, Craig, wherever it is I work, wherever it is others work, the the culture and the values of an organization are never verbalized and driven from the people at the top. Culture and values are testified to by the rank and file who go to work every day doesn't mean that every day at work is easy. It doesn't mean that there aren't disagreements, but a good culture are people is people who are pulling on the rope in the same direction, even if they think differently about how to get to an end result, at least, you know, that person sitting beside you or across from you is with you and you're with them. And I I just, I don't think the culture and the values that are really just words when they are uttered by the team president or the general manager, I don't think the actual culture and the actual values are what they would like us to believe that they are. And that's, that's my view on it. And that is not from one person I've talked to. It's from many. And it's not just from people who have worn the uniform. It's from people who have worked for the organization in other departments as well. And that's my view on it. 
I'm sticking to it, man. I, I, I do not. I, I struggle with this team because I am a Torontonian or an Oakvillian, but a Torontonian <laughs> born and raised, born and raised. I grew up going to the Sky Dome. I always want the Blue Jays to do well. I love it when the city and the country come alive. Uh, but this front office is hard to root for. Boy, oh boy, dropping just dropping gem after gem today, Scott. Uh, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll get you out of here on one last question here. Who's a player? I mean, we, we've talked Manoa, we've talked the rotation, we've talked the bullpen. Uh, I know you want to see a bat added as well. So, but but who's somebody uh, in the second half that we've not talked about just yet that has to be some sort of an X factor? Like my my season long X factor for the Blue Jays is Whit Merrifield, and, and I'm loving what I'm seeing from Whit Merrifield. Who haven't we talked about yet that that you would say, you know what, Craig, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up this player? Well, I'm looking at the top left of of the box that we're in here on on my screen, Craig, and we're 43 minutes and 40 seconds right now into this show, <laughs> and I don't think the name Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has come up. That That's it. Do you, like, I, I'm going to dumb this down as simply as I can. That's going to help me, so I'll thank you right away. Um, and I actually, I tweeted this once and I was like, that is the most simplistic and obvious yet poignant thing I could have tweeted about Vladdy. If let's just, let's make up a number of games here, five, six, seven, eight games. If Vladimir Guerrero Jr. comes to the plate with two runners on base and hits home runs five or six times over the course of the next two and a half months, i.e. hits three-run home runs in five, six, seven, or eight games between now and the end of the season. That could conceivably turn five, six, seven, or eight losses into five, six, seven, or eight victories. That's it. Like He needs to find that power stroke and bring it in the second half. This team is built on the notion that Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. are going to do their jobs. And Bo Bichette has more than done his. Yes. And Vladdy hasn't. And I know that there have been positive signs. And, and Vladdy's gone deep and finally broke the... Uh, the home curse yeah. uh, against Boston and then had a pretty good weekend, even though they didn't win any of the games and like all that stuff. Um, but he, he has got to be, you know, what is he still on? Help me out here. Uh, is he, is he still on 12 home runs is at the the, here right now at the dozen? And the, yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Scott. I think three home runs at the end of the year, please give me 18 yeah. in the second half. Need them, need them, need them badly. He doesn't even have, what do you have, 48 in 2021? He hasn't even had 48 since. I think he's had like 44 or 45 since, Scott. So I'm like right. He had 31 or 32 last year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the 48 home runs as a 22-year-old ball player sets an ex extremely high yeah. bar. Yeah. And, and we need to acknowledge that because, you know, like, and – for injury-related reasons, obviously Aaron Judge is not going to hit 60 again this year um, and and may not hit 30, right? Mm -hmm. You know, be, because he may not be back. But so so there are variables that come into play year over year. But 
and and Vladdy is a guy who hits the ball extremely hard and is more, I would argue, a line drive hitter than he is a a fly ball hitter. And I, you know, we don't need to get into a launch angle conversation here. And and you, I, I certainly would be uh, out of my depth to do so. But but they that he has got to find a way to come up with some big swings. It started to happen, and he so badly needs to... This team badly needs him to carry that into the second half. Like, Think about it this way. It's the sixth inning. You're down 3-2. You got runners on first and second, one or two outs. Vladdy's up. He hits a three-run homer. You're up 5-3, as opposed to him grounding into an inning, ending force out, and you're down 3-2, and you might not get that back again. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... A 3-2 deficit becomes a 5-3 lead with nine outs to get. Like it's pretty manageable. So so there, there need to be more big moments from Vlad in the second half of the season. He's the X factor. Your example there is Vlad having a big at-bat in the sixth. Scott, my mind's eye is taking me to several big eighth and ninth inning at-bats that Vlad has had this season where there's that ground ball to short. There's the handshakes by the other team at the end of the game. There's the fireworks by the home team at the end of the game. It, it, it's over. I couldn't agree more. I think the, the the best thing that can happen to the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays at the trade deadline is the actual Slim Daddy Vladdy walks back in the door. Scott, outside in 2021, we talk about that season that he had. Well, that, that was a lot at the Needham. That was a lot at Salem Field. Outside of those ballparks in his career, if you take as many at-bats as he had last season and just average it out, it's a 275 hitter with at, at, at about 27, 28 home runs. I mean, th- there are so many big leaguers who would sign up for that right now. This is a career season for so many guys. For Vladimir Guerrero Jr., wow, that's upwards of 30 to 40 points lower than I need to see him on that batting app. Any anything below 300 for Vlad Scott, I, I want to know what happened. Well, and yep, no, to, just to your point, Craig, a lot of players would sign up for that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. But no front office is signing up for 12 years and $400 million for 275 and less than 30 homers. It's just not going to happen. Vladdy's going to get paid eventually by somebody. Um, And I wonder sometimes if it's in the back of his mind. He even even talked about uh, going to the All-Star game this year, his third, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And he talked about, well, my dad went to nine. So yeah. I want to I want to get I want to get to ten because my yeah. dad got to nine. Now he will out earn his father just because salaries yeah. have increased exponentially since Vladdy Sr. played. So I don't think it's a it's an idea of out earning your dad, but I think he's looking around going, I want to be in the Mike Trout range, or I want to be in the mm-hmm. Mookie Betts range, or I right. And if if that's if that's living in here, um, and I'm pointing at my head, if 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 that's <laughs> living in there every single day, maybe it's affected him somewhat. I mean, I know Bo was quoted very early in the season as saying it's easier to go about your business when the outside stuff is dealt with. And Bo Bo got you know Bo did a deal through his arbitration years, so he's mm-hmm. not his stats this year are not going to factor into next year's salary because next year's salary is fixed. Right? Oh, a, it's locked in. What a great point about uh, tying it back to Bo as well, because I literally remember after Bo signed that, I, I'm literally saying, Scott, body language, like everything was different about Bo that very next day. Yeah, that, 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 um, I love that point. 
more coming right up with Scott MacArthur. First, I did want to talk about an exciting new sponsor we have here on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world, over 5 million active users last year alone, while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports, it's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper Picks is a real money product that connects your fr- connects you and your friends over picks. You choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live, or even across different sports, and then you pick higher or lower than the predicted stats. Are you interested in a chance for 100 times your money on Daily Fantasy Baseball? Well, Sleeper is now offering up to a 100-time payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players you like and pick the more or the less on your favorite baseball stats, you know, home runs, strikeouts, hits, you name it. Get the picks right, and you could win big. I like the built-in group chat where you can see and copy your group's picks with the tap of a button. I mean, entries can be made in like 30 seconds or so, like really, really quickly. It is that easy. And also important to me that what we see with Sleeper, safe and fast withdrawals. Swing for the fences with promo code Locked On at sign up, and you'll get a deposit match up to $100. Yes, if you use the code Locked On, you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational, easy for me to say, currently operational <laughs> in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Well, wow. so, I mean, Scott, I, I I was looking forward to this conversation. I thought it'd be a great Blue Jay conversation. It was even better than I thought it would be. I loved your insight. Um, I really appreciate your time here today. And Scott, you are part of a very exciting and pretty new, I guess, uh, Blue Jay podcast as well. Would love to uh, have you tell the good people about that and, and where they can check that out going forward, if they haven't already. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity uh, to do so. Uh, Richard Griffin, who has been in baseball for Jeez. more than half a century. So uh, Griff worked in the PR department, media relations department for the Montreal Expos from 1973 when he was 19 years old. Oh, my gosh. To 1994, culminating with uh, the strike that really did the Expos in, sadly. Yes. Came to Toronto uh, and was the lead Blue Jays and Major League Baseball columnist from 1995 to 2018. Did the last four seasons, 2019 through to 2022, in the Blue Jays media relations department and uh, is now has now exited the mainstream. Um, I, by my own choice, have also exited the mainstream. And so our podcast's name is Exit philosophy uh playing of course on exit velocity and and uh, griff's and my approach to the world these days so it's called exit philosophy we have a youtube page uh youtube.com slash exit philosophy we've got nine episodes up we record every monday and you can get us on apple spotify um uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast the one technicality that I do need to point out, and it's a long story full of me being stupid, so we're not going to bother with it. You are looking for the, on Apple and Spotify, you are looking for the Exit Philosophy page that has episodes two onward on it. If you find the Exit Philosophy page that only has the first episode, long story, I'm an idiot, but that is not the active page. Okay. So, So... um, 
Please find Exit Philosophy wherever you get your podcasts uh, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Exit Philosophy. Griff and I have a lot of fun, and we make sure to really utilize Griff's wealth of knowledge and years of experience, and he tells old Expos stories and and some inside stuff that that I think you'll enjoy. Awesome. I've heard a a few myself really like it, and I didn't even realize, I mean, I guess I knew Richard had been, uh, Richard Griffith had been around for a while, but over 50 years, I mean, is that good? Holy moly, is that longevity? Wow. Griff doesn't want us talking about it. Actually, he's never, he's never, he's never mentioned it before, so I don't know if he doesn't want us talking about it, but I believe 2024 will be a significant birthday starting with a seven and ending with a zero for Mr. Griffin. So, wow. So he is, uh, he has a wealth of knowledge and knows everybody. And I also, because uh, he's a good friend and always been great to me, um, I'll plug griffsthepitch.com. So if you go to the website, griffsthepitch.com, Griff has multiple columns each week, usually pertaining to current stuff with the Blue Jays. He does a weekly MLB power ranking. So that's just a one through 32 with explanations under each team, the usual. He also has exclusive conversations with ex-Blue Jays and ex-Expos. Awesome. He's talked to people like Moises Alou oh. and Darren Fletcher and Pat Henkin. And, and our podcast, Exit Philosophy, is also linked to griffsthepitch.com. So go go check that out as well. Uh, you'll love it. Absolutely epic. And and uh, for those of you watching on YouTube right now, you'll notice that my, my Toronto Blue Jay pennant did just fall down right now. I want to point out that is not a harbinger of things to come in the second half for the Toronto Blue Jays. That is, simply a, that is simply a tape malfunction, Scott. That is not a harbinger. So do not worry about that. We're all still very excited about the Blue Jays going forward. Scott, can't thank you enough for, for, for your time. You see Scotty Mac thinks right there to follow Scott, and, and, and he just told you where, where to hear his work going forward as well. Scott, I, I, I mean, I hope we can do this again soon, and I thank you for your time today, sir. I'd be happy to, Craig. And it, all it means is that you need to buy better duct tape or something behind yeah. you. It's not. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's right. Not a harbinger yeah. at all. Not a harbinger, yeah. folks. That's yeah. right. That's- the harbinger. The harbinger is Alec Manoa not walking anybody in his return start Beautiful. last night. That has to be the harbinger, right? Very well. Very well said, sir. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Coming up next on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, some throwback Thursday stories and good times with Blue Jays fan UK. And be sure to tune in tomorrow as former Toronto Blue Jay pitcher Jesse Litch is in the house talking his career. Plus, Jesse's been working with a few of the players that the Blue Jays drafted this week. So we're going to get some great insight there. I'm very excited to have Jesse on. Now, as the good weather is here, I do want to take a moment to talk about my new favorite shorts, the Bird Dogs. They've got stretchy pants. They've got stretchy shorts. I've got two pairs of the Bird Dog stretchy shorts. And the Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts, they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh. They give you that sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that, how would you describe it, like a a stiff, restricting cotton. Now, Bird Dogs has fixed this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any of the movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. It's it's part of why you can wear your Bird Dogs, I mean, to play golf, uh, have dinner, hang with your friends, you name it. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter the promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. Can I, can I show you something here? Hey, I've got mine. Hey, I've got mine right there. Yes, indeed. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. So Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, Throwback Thursday. I do believe you recognize the gentleman beside me here. We've had him on uh, earlier this week. It, it is all-star break, but hey. 
You know the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast has content for you. We always want to be talking things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Throwback Thursday. We knew we had to get Steve Hunter from Blue Jays Fans UK back in the house because if anybody's going to have an interesting story from back in the day, I've got a feeling, and, and I, I haven't heard what this was, Steve. I, I don't know what this story is, but I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that this is about to be an interesting uh, moment in, in Toronto Blue Jay history with us. So, Steve, Throwback Thursday, the floor is yours, sir. Okay, so this, this probably won't be very memorable in people's minds but for me it was a memorable moment uh it's the, it was the 26th of september 2018 and Ooh. that was the last time that i was able to get to a live jays game oh, so wow. i had, hadn't been to toronto since 2018 need to get back out yeah but the 26th of eight, uh, uh, september 2018 uh, was the last game home game of the season that year it was against the astros the jays won it 3-1 and there were a couple of things that happened on that day uh, i understand it was the first time that the roof had been open on the last day of the season that late into the season it was Ooh. a beautiful sort of autumnal um or fall day as you would call it uh in toronto but the most significant thing was that it was gibby's last mm. game as manager of the jays and uh, I remember all the celebrations and the after-game interviews and all that sort of thing. They had three more games to play down in, in Tampa that year, uh, but it was his last home game. And I was so thrilled to be there for something that as significant as that because wow. Gibby has been, you know, such a, a monumental figure in the Jays' history. And uh, for me, from little old England to be in the ballpark, <laughs> Be in the ballpark that night uh, or that afternoon to see see him win his last game at home was was fantastic. And then Hazel got him on the field afterwards, and they did the whole interview thing. And yeah, it's just a brilliant, brilliant thing. And it's awesome. just, I think for me, it's just it, I sort of reflect back on the impact that he had on the team. And uh, it's sort of you know, if you fast forward in terms of what's happening now with you know the twenty twenty three team. And, uh, you know, a few question marks over some of uh, John Scheider's choices right. and stuff. And yes. it just reminds you how important that that manager role is in, in getting momentum in teams and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that was my that's my throwback moment that I, I hold dearly. I love that. And, you know, what? I really love Steve because I hear all the time, you know, that. Well, well so what? What does a manager in, in the big leagues really do? Well, if it was a so what scenario, why does every single team pay their manager millions of dollars? Why don't they pay you and I? A hundred thousand US, and we'll do live streams from the dugout. We'll have an absolute blast. The players will have a blast. The fans will have a blast. Why isn't that happening? Because of course it matters. Because of course it matters. I know Roberto Alomar has become, you know, like a, a four-letter word in in Blue Jay lore. But I'm always struck by I, I, I saw an interview with him a, a, a few years back, and they asked him, you know, who it, Hall of Famer Roberto Alomar. If there was one person that that really influenced your career. Who would that be? And Roberto Almer starts by saying, well, listen, if, if you have the kind of career I had, then it's not even possible that there's one person, right? It, it, it's a village. But to honor your question, fine. Let's let's see if we can narrow it down to one person. And he talked about Cito Gaston. Yeah, you talk about Cito. That's the best Blue Jay we ever saw. Never mind what happened. Oh, uh, not never mind, because it's important what happened off the field. But when you're talking about just between the lines, innings one through the last, and, you know, those 27 outs every single day, absolutely. Cito Gaston was not just throwing that. And remember, Cito Gasson, when he first came to the Blue Jays, Steve, th th this would be a little before your time because he had a couple of stints with the Blue Jays. But the, the first one, when when he went on to, to manage those World Series teams, he was the Blue Jays hitting coach. And they they moved made a move. They moved off of Jimmy Williams, Jimmy 1M Williams. And Cito Gaston took the interim 
even the interim head coach, Steve, he took it kicking and screaming. He wanted nothing to do with it. He and his wife wanted nothing to do with that life. And he couldn't have been clearer that fine, kicking and screaming, I'll do the interim till you get someone permanent. He never wanted to be permanent, but he did such a good job that that's the way it all worked out. And look at the revolving door since then, Steve. Look at the revolving yep. door since. Holy mo! We had Tim Johnson one year. If you remember, hey, speaking of throwback Thursday on the Blue Jays, Tim Johnson was the Blue Jays manager for one year. It was the uh, 98 when... Jose Canseco had his big year one one season with the Blue Jays, and it was the one season you know from '93 till 2015 when the Blue Jays made the playoffs again. That that span from '93 to 2015, the, the Blue Jays had the longest playoff drought in North American sports. So every NHL team had seen their team make the playoffs during that span. Every NFL team, every Major League Baseball team, every NBA team, had to, except the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. And we had, and, and finally had a good season with Tim Johnson. And then come to find out at the end of the season that his resume, he had the, and, and all the stories he told in the locker room to motivate guys about his time in Vietnam, it was all a bunch of lies in that. So he, he, even that blew up. He was only the manager for one year. Even that blew up, Steve. So I totally agree. I think the manager spot, um, and, you know, massively, massively important. Uh, I think that's that. That's that's hilarious that that John Gibbons at the last yep. you, you've had some ironic games that you went to, Steve, because I know uh, in 94, you, you went to your first Blue Jay game. You were telling that story the other day. You got that in just under the wire before the strike as well. You, you've had some yep. interesting timing with Blue with uh, Blue Jay baseball, Steve, for for somebody in a different continent. You've had yep. some interesting <laughs> moments with Blue Jay baseball. I, know, really I don't know cool. what it is. I, I, you know, it's Midas touch or something. But uh, yeah, no, I've had some amazing, amazing moments uh, watching the Jays play. Um, and uh, yeah, just lo love being there, love being in the park, uh, love the welcome we've got. And uh, actually, one of the things I should show you, if you just got one moment. Yeah. So for the next, this is ready for my next, my next visit. Um, sorry if you're listening to this on audio. Does that make He's unraveling some sort of flag we can see here. Just hold it in front of the mic. Oh, don't tell me it's a Blue Jays UK. Oh my gosh, it's a Blue Jays fan UK flag with the Blue Jays logo and the UK. Okay, my gosh. There you go. That is epic. Uh so we're hoping to get this at some point into Rochester. Yes. Uh, so, uh, oh my gosh, we, we will um we will do that for another another day. That will be one of the ear to ear smiles in my entire life when I see on Sportsnet and they pan around <laughs> and all of a sudden hanging off the left field fence there is that uh, Steve that that'll that'll be a treat for that. me. Yeah, that'll be a treat for me. Okay, awesome, Steve. Thanks again for your time. We'll we'll, we'll let you go and we will talk again soon, sir. Will do. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Steve. That's a wrap for Thursday's edition of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. Reminder, you can catch all the Blue Jays action this season on SiriusXM. And I'm really looking forward to having Jesse Lich on tomorrow, so I do hope I see you then. Now, for now, go Jays go, and enjoy a great Thursday.